Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So happy to have you here. As always, my name is Carly Aquilino, and I'm your host. And you guys know the deal already. I'm so excited to read your emails that you all sent into Secret Keepers Club at gmail.com. Woo, I'm running out of breath, girl. <laughs> I'm running out of breath. Doing my my beginning, my my top of show, if if I may. But you guys sent in a bunch of emails to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. And I'm excited to get to those. I have a, a life update about my damn eye that I want to chit chat with the girlies about. And I'm so excited. So before I say anything, I, I've been meaning to say this for the last actual month. And every single week, I stop recording the episode and I go, I forgot to mention it again. And I wrote it down this time. Okay. God, can you hear my, my washing machine? No, you can't hear my washing machine. So, okay. I made a playlist on Spotify as, as requested about a month ago, I got to it. I I said, we're, we're doing it. We're making a playlist. And I made one called the girly playlist. I'm thinking about it now. I'm going to put SKC at the end because just in case there's other playlists with the same name, but it's called the girly playlist SKC. I tried to organize it in, uh, you know, a, you know, some type of sensical is sensical a word. Hold on. Let me see. Is sensical a word because yeah, yeah, it is. So I tried to organize it in an understandable fashion and a sensical fashion, if I may. (laughs) Girl, I I've only been out for a couple hours this entire week because my eye is so freaked up. Okay. It is just really screwing up my whole vibe and I'm kind of miserable about it. And I'm kind of depressed about it because girl, my freaking eye, it's always something with me. One thing about me is I'm going to have some type of inflammation, right? And you guys remember last week, I told you I had a little sty on the, on the bottom of my eye. And this past week, girl, when I tell you my eye was swollen shut, for a couple of days, I tried everything. I did a telemedicine appointment. He gave me a cream. I couldn't get the cream. Then he gave me drops and I was using drops. Then I was doing all the home remedies. One thing about me, I always act like, oh yeah, like I'm an earthy girl and you know, oh, put some turmeric on it, put this on it, put that on it. And it gets to a point where I go, shoot me up with morphine. I don't care what you need to do but give me the hard drugs. Am I Victorian? No, there's no reason why I shouldn't have antibiotics. I I should have access to antibiotics at all fucking times. Okay. And I know, oh, the plant medicine and make it. Listen, it gets to a certain point when you have one eye swollen shut, I want the good shit. Don't give me some willy nilly stuff, but it turns out, guess what? So people were DMing me on Instagram because I was talking about it on my Instagram story, how my eye was so swollen and everybody has their own special remedies. They're like, put a ring on it, put a uh, bread. I, you want to know what I tried? Bread and milk. I tried eggs. I tried a potato. I tried turmeric. I tried all my entire grocery list went on my eyeball. Okay. And then a few people had said Manuka honey, right? So I'm like, all right, I'll give this a shot too, since nothing's fucking working for me. And that's what ended up working. So is it a hundred percent? No, we're operating about, I would say about a 70%, 80%. We're in the 80 percentile at this point, but you know, in a few days, it should be fine. I think 
And I hope, you know, but it's just so, it was so painful. It's so annoying. It makes you self-conscious. Like I went out last night and with my friend, Alicia, hi Alicia. And I was just like, couldn't even really, I couldn't be my normal, you know, vibe, my normal self. But you guys, I did something embarrassing when I was on my telemedicine, um, zoom with the doctor. Okay. So I had been doing my own research, trying to figure out what this thing is. Is it a sty, but it didn't come to a head. So there is something called like a Chalazian, right? But let me, let me explain to you how it's spelled. Hold on. I'm just making sure of the spelling before I say, it. okay. So a Chalazian C H A L A Z I O N. Does that, or does that not sound like some type of a European word? Okay. So when I'm on the phone with the doctor, I was saying, you know, my eye is really swollen and he was like, I, I know, like I could see it. And, um, I said, do you think it's a sty or do you think it's a chalazon? <laughs> he went, what? I said, do you think it's a sty or a chalazon? <laughs> it's not a fucking chalazon. Oh, he was like a Chalazian. I go, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're not you're not French. That's that's super awkward for me. So, oh, you don't speak Spanish. OK, cool. So I guess I won't say it the way the Latins would. But anywho, that was humiliating. And and he was like he was like, it's a sty. Um, and then he said, I'm really sorry this is happening. And I said, yeah, me too. Like, I'm ugly as hell. Like, I got to be it's, it's almost summertime, you know, because the girlies are feral. And he was like, oh, that's like not what I meant. I go, that's what I meant. That's what I meant, sister. So anywho, give me give me another week. I'll be fine, I think. I'm supposed to go on a date on Monday or Tuesday with a freaking Australian guy, too. So I'm not I, I don't care. He could see the damn eye. I've met him. I met him at a bar. And um, but you guys, how many drinks do you give it until I start um, speaking Australian. How many drinks do you give it before I go all this for nine ninety nine at the Airbag Steakhouse? <laughs> okay, we're being too silly. We're being too silly. We got to be serious now. Now we got to be serious. But yeah, you guys listen to the playlist, the, the girly playlist. I'm going to put SKC at the end of it, too. So you guys can find it. It's a bunch of different stuff. I although I'm about to add another song to it, song that I've been listening to nonstop. We should do song of the week. And it is Silver Springs by Fleetwood Mac. I've been listening to it nonstop. But. All right, let's get to some of these. Oh, what, what did you guys want me to? I got a few DMs saying, oh, you have to talk about. Oh, let's first of all, talk about Love is Blind. This is the most insane crew of people that they've ever had on this show. I hate every last one of them. Even the ones that have some type of redeeming qualities. I'm like, I hate you. And I don't know why. And I can't put my damn finger on it. But I can't stand you people. I'm not going to dedicate too much of this to talking about Love is Blind because I know a lot of you haven't seen it. A lot of you haven't seen the uh, this season yet. But listen, these people are, I don't know where they find them. There's this one guy, his name's Zach, right? He's like, a, he looks like a dentist, but he's not. He's a lawyer. 
And he wears like the outfit that you would wear to trial every single fucking day. This guy could be at an Applebee's. He's wearing a navy blue suit. Like, sir, what are you trying to prove? What are you doing? He proposes to this girl who's an actual human goblin and a gremlin. Okay. But not a cute gremlin like the gremlins after they get wet. She's feral. And she's mean and she makes fun of people and she's just like, ugh. Okay, which all like really reflects on how insecure she is and how much she hates herself. But that's just that's just my opinion. And so he chooses her to marry. These people get married without even ever seeing each other, which can you fucking imagine? Can you imagine? I would love that. I would I would really love that. I think that would actually be a fun thing to do um, like in real life, like speed dating, but blind dating, you know. But anyhow, um, he picks this freak. She's so mean to him and so humiliating. Like, I don't even think she would hold this guy's hand. They go on this trip to Mexico, you know, like every when they all get engaged, all the couples go to Mexico. This girl had a bestie that was in the house that they were like the you know, they were freaking frack. They were the mean girls of the house. Like picture the two meanest people you went to high school with that were actual bullies, but in their 30s. I mean, it's a nightmare. And when they are in Mexico, she now has a crush on her besties man who also, again, looking like a dentist. But that guy, he um, excuse me. Hi, Stanley. What's up, buddy? Don't sit on the laptop. Um, so that guy, he has this like weird I think he was trying to be a you know cooking influencer or something. See, I found his weird uh, one of my friends sent it to me. He has this like. Instagram page dedicated to like cooking. It's so strange. It's so strange. These people are freaks. Okay. And it's one more week and then we'll have the final episode. But if you guys want to be caught up on it and don't actually want to watch the show, I have a, uh, what's it called? A little thing of it on my Instagram. I saved all my reviews on the Instagram. So that's that. Also the Gwyneth Paltrow trial. I'm not shocked at all that she won that. I mean, that was so obvious what that was. And my view on the Gwyneth Paltrow trial, I was always on her side with it because I'm like, if this was actually her fault, she's a billionaire. I think it would be so easy for her to give this guy three million dollars and call it a day. But she knew what he was doing. Also, isn't it? I didn't understand that. I don't understand how it would be her fault that he crashed into her from behind her. I don't know. But seeing her get questioned was honestly so weird. Um because this guy's lawyer was like th- this lady was like the an 80s movie lawyer like that's the kind of vibe she was giving she looked crazy and she was acting crazy but yeah i was not surprised that she won that trial other than that n- nothing too interesting but it was really entertaining to watch if you uh want to watch the the youtube videos on it really just grade a content okay you guys just a quick word from our friends this week's secret keepers club is sponsored by osea have you had a rough night wake up your under eyes with osea osea's ocean eyes serum brightens smooths and depuffs and awakens the eye area so no matter what happened last night no one will be the wiser osea has been making clean vegan and cruelty free products for over 27 years you guys know i'm such a stand for osea it's i honestly have stuff in my cart now to like repurchase a few things that i'm running out of and 
And it's the only product I would say that in the last few years I've like constantly repurchased. So I really, really love their stuff and it's clean and it's glowy and the girlies are, the, the girlies are looking cute all summer long. Um, so with high performing ingredients such as hyaluronic acid, peptides, and undaria seaweed, your skin will thank you. Ocean Eye Serum is clinically proven to reduce the look of crow's feet and under eye bags, diminish puffiness and dark circles, and smooth the look of fine lines and wrinkles. Spring into your most radiant skin yet with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Take 10% off your first order site-wide with code secret at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. You can head to oseamalibu.com and use code secret for 10% off. But okay, let's see. Let's get to these emails, girls. You'll never get away from the sound. Oh no, not me singing. Watch out. Here we go. Okay, so this one says, let's see. This one says, the boy next door dumped me and I sent him home with a goodie bag. Uh-oh. Carly, hey, Carly, and the kitties. I need a pep talk or something. Long story short, I started seeing this guy that I had a crush on all throughout my time in middle school, high school, and beyond. We lived in the same city growing up, but went to two different schools. I just see him around at sporting events and parties and stuff and never knew him super well, but always just had this crush. Okay. So he was a cutie is what you're saying. Fast forward to adulthood. We follow each other on Instagram, never spoke too much, but I could see that he was still just as beautiful and was traveling a lot. We have a lot of similar interests, etc. Over time, he'd replied to my stories and vice versa and little bits of communication started to trickle in. I feel like I needed to point out, um, it's not like I'm obsessed with this dude. I didn't think much about him all throughout those years, but he just pop up here and there. I had a distant crush on him since I was like 12. So I did get a little excited when he started reaching out to me. I won't get into it all, but this past December, we went on our first date. We went to this beautiful tea house and it was perfect. I, it felt like I had known him forever, which we kind of have without actually knowing each other. So there was so much to catch up on. We ended up hanging out really consistently after that. We shared travel stories, talked about our families, our desires, our passions, all of it. We only dated for about three months. After the first month, we started having sex and it was great. I really felt like something was happening. We clicked on so many levels. He'd made comments about planning trips together, saying things like, I feel like we could create a lot of stories together and talking about meeting families we'd, uh, he'd be like, I can't believe you were just right here the whole time because we realized we grew up a couple blocks away from each other. All of it. We laughed and just had a great time together for a quick period of time. So like almost three months in, I thought I was pregnant. My period was eight days late. It, I've been tracking my period for three years on the same app. And I can see that it's never been more than three or four days late. So eight seemed a little serious. He never fully finished inside of me, but we definitely had a close call or two. I finally told him um, that I thought I could be pregnant. I waited till my period was a week late because I didn't want to cause panic if it wasn't possible. Anyway, it turned out to be a really stressful experience. Both of us became aware of the fact that we were still so new and very much getting to know one another. And neither of us had prepared to get it to have a child. All of that stuff 
about being like the girl next door and then finally getting together was a beautiful narrative. But I think the pregnancy scare made us both realize that we were being pretty idealistic and moving really quickly, somewhat irresponsibly, AKA using no protection. So we went and got some tests, all came back negative, And I got my period the next day. It was emotionally intense experience and I'm definitely leaving out a lot of details, but anyway, we didn't see each other for a couple of days after that, just taking some space to regroup. I sent him a text saying how I care about him and that all of this perhaps was a sign to slow down a little bit. I live in Minnesota and it was deep winter during all of this. So not a whole lot to do outside of the house, unless you're into winter sports, which I'm not. So we were spending a lot of times indoor and it was very intimate and great. But I simply suggested that we slow down and get to know each other outside of that space, spend more time meeting friends or going out to eat, seeing a show, rock climbing, whatever indoor activities were available other than being in my apartment. He responded with ultimately saying, I agree with everything you said. So tell me why two days later, he came over and ended it with me. He said, I really care about you and I love spending time with you. You're such a good person, but I'm not sure if there's chemistry. I wanted to ask him what he thought chemistry meant. We laughed a lot together. We could talk about anything, shared similar views about all important things. And the physical chemistry was undeniable. This man's dad passed away a couple of years ago and he had a lot of heartache to move through. So when he broke it off, he said it was because of his trauma that made him unable to open his heart. My dad passed away around the same time. I know not all experiences are the same, but I completely empathize with his experience. But I'm just saying it kind of felt like a cop out. He told me so many things about a future and meeting family and traveling together, blah, blah, blah. We talked deeply about our childhoods and what made us the way that we are. He was so affectionate and loving physically, both with words. So for him to say he was confused and unsure of his ability to open his heart due to past trauma or because him and I simply aren't meant to be together is so consuming to me because I felt like his heart was wide open the whole time, more than any other dude that I've dated in my almost 28 years of being a cutie girly. And I was like, what the fuck? Where is this coming from? Uh, I honestly felt like he got jolted by the pregnancy scare and bounced. Okay. Uh, I really wanted to talk him out of it and be like, whoa, 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 what are you talking about? But I was so confused and taken aback that I was like, oh, okay, I guess. He was just really unclear and kept saying, I'm confused. I don't know. I don't know. But if I don't know, then it must not be right. I didn't feel like defending my case or convincing him to stay or try and help him talk through shit. I want him to know that he loves me and Oh, sorry. And I don't want to be confused by our relationships. I want him to know that he loves me and be secure in my presence. So I gathered all of my homemade herbal tinctures to calm his nerve system and said, I won't ask you to go because I don't want you to, but you can take these when you leave. He's had some mild anxiety issues since his dad passed. So like the angel I am, I sent him over. Sorry, my, my mic is out. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. We're we're back. Okay. So she gives him the tinctures and she says, now it's been a month since all of that. No communication because I refuse to reach out. And I guess I don't expect him to, he started liking my Instagram. God, I hate when this shit happens. Um, My Instagram post again, which makes me roll my eyes so hard and is why I'm emailing you because I was left with no clarity yet. He was yet was so proud of myself for being okay with that confusion and still not reaching out. Do you know what I mean? Like I was respectful of his surprise decision. I calmly and honestly expressed my disappointment, wished him well, and went on living my best life and being okay with the lack of clarity. 
um, now he's just popping back in. And part of me wants to text him and be like, so how are you? Did you make a mistake? But I know that I shouldn't. I honestly think I should just block him on IG because I don't want any of this confusion. Anyway, I'm just kind of overtyping the story at this point. Uh, and I'm annoyed that it, he gets to have access to my energy, even though it's just Instagram, because he made me feel so amazing. And in such a weird, sudden way, decided that there was a lack of chemistry, which made no sense. I've never felt so completely with someone. And he said that to me as well, told me how much shit about how I'm the first girl that he's really liked in years and blah, blah, blah. Okay. So idiot, if I'm so great, then why did you walk away for no reason? I really think he's trying to sabotage the whole thing. And that's why I wouldn't text him. Okay. So, so at the end, she says, she wants to text him and say, I think you made a mistake and you really like me and you freaked out. So either come back. No, 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 no. We're not doing that. No, no, no. We're not doing that. She said, so either come back and we can do this thing or stop liking my Instagram posts. And then she says, should I? Probably not. I don't know. I just need some words to help me going on and not worrying about him because all the other facets of my life, I am thriving anyway. Just getting this out does help. Thank you to Carly and the Kitty Boys. I love you very much. <clears throat> Going to add some pictures of me and my cat. Oh, first of all, how gorgeous are you? Girl, please. Girl, please. There's no man on earth that that should be making us feel this way. And let me see your cat. Oh, the cat is cute. Oh, he's orange and white. Cute as hell. Okay. So... Listen, we're not going to reach out to him and say like, hey, you made a mistake. Either come back or stop talking to me because here's the thing. When people give us like when sometimes this happens where we're with somebody, we feel like everybody's on the same page. We've even spoken about it um, like, hey, I really like you. Let's not see other people or I see a future with you or I want to marry you one day. It could go. It can definitely vary. Right. And there's been so many times um, that we've seen this on the podcast. There's been so many times this happened to me where one day just things change, whether something kind of um, like this pregnancy scare comes up. But I don't think that you can ever pinpoint this to one thing. I don't think that the pregnancy scare is what rattled him and made him walk away. I think that maybe he was... I, I mean, who knows? It could be a million different things, but maybe he was feeling like he just wanted to take a step back. But what I'm going to say is anytime somebody's like, listen, I really care about you. I really like you. And then they give you some type of bullshit. It, that's exactly what it is. It's bullshit. And it is a cop out. So you're a thousand percent right. A lot of times people can't just say what the fuck it is. And it's like, he's trying to make it more about you and like kind of absolve himself of either leading you on or it, maybe his feelings changed or whatever it is. So he's kind of putting that on you by saying like, listen, the, you know, the chemistry just isn't there. It's because then we look within and go like, well, why doesn't he like me? Does he not think I'm smart? Does he not think I'm funny? Is he not attracted to me? And then our mind goes to this crazy place instead of him just being like, listen, like, I'm just not feeling it anymore or whatever. But to me, I think it's suspicious that you had said, listen, I don't want to hang out just in my apartment anymore. Meaning I'm not I don't want us to just meet up and hook up anymore. I don't feel comfortable with that. And then the next day he's like, listen, it's you know, I'm not feeling it. 
uh, okay. So listen, what I always say to people is, and sometimes I have to remind myself of this. First of all, two things. Number one, if somebody likes you, you just know it. There is no wondering. There's no, oh, I wonder what they think about me. Or I wonder if they No, especially men will make it known. That's number one. And number two, don't ever make somebody tell you what they feel about you twice. Don't ever make somebody tell you that they don't, that they're not interested twice, because then at that point, you're just like, okay, like, I feel like a fucking asshole. So that's my advice to you. I would just leave him be, leave him alone. If, if him being on your Instagram and reaching out is kind of like living in the back of your head, then I think you need to block him. And that's what I would do. You know, I would remove him as a follower. I would you know, unfollow him. And I would probably block him because that's only ever happened to me like once or twice in my life where I'm like, I can't even see this person. They like, it's just like they get in my fucking head. But also what I want to say is sometimes like when guys disappear and then come back, they just want to know that they still have access to us. They just want to know that they still fucking can and meet up again or, oh yeah, I miss you. Like, let's go for coffee. But then you meet for coffee or you meet for a drink or dinner and nothing's changed and it's still the same old bullshit. So if I were you, I would just not put my eggs in that basket at all. Uh, let's see. This next one doesn't have a subject. It just has a little heart. So it says, hi, Carly, Robert, and Stanley. Thank you so much for the podcast. It's been a ritual for me every Monday and has brought me so many laughs. I've been struggling a lot to connect with people and I don't know what to do about it. I've always had a big community, but a few years ago, I lost my parents. Oh my God, I feel so terrible. I'm so sorry. And then COVID hit and I lost a few more family members. I feel like somewhere in me, I've started believing that I'm just going to be more and more alone as life goes on. And because of that, I've been really distancing myself from friends and family. That mindset also makes it hard for me to date and meet new people. I don't know how to push myself out of this headspace. Any suggestions would be so appreciated. Okay. First of all, I'm so sorry. You've had a, a really rough past few years. And I think, you know, you can give yourself more grace um, with that because that's not something that you know, you can heal from, you know, in a short amount of time. So I think, honestly, this is such a specific situation. I would think like, if I were you, I would do little bits at a time. Like first things first, I would join some type of like, if you feel comfortable with it, I think joining a bereavement group would help even if it's just to meet people that are in a similar space than you, because you're in a very unique situation, right? So if you go, everybody talks and shares and you can meet some type of a community through that, that would be my first thing. Like, I think it's so important after everything you've been through that you're talking to somebody. Um, and other than that, I think anytime we feel like we have to push ourselves. I think we know when we have to push ourselves to make more of an effort to like go out or see friends or whatever. But sometimes you're in a, in a space where you're just like, that is just too much for me. And that's a lot for me. And that's okay too. So if it were me, I would 
try and find people, like I said, that have been through similar, similar things. And maybe you'll find a way to connect in that way. Um, because I would imagine that, you know, meeting people or talking to people that really understand how you feel is probably very difficult. Um, so maybe that's where it's stemming from. But if you feel like comfortable with even just like making a plan once a week to go out, whether it's I'm going to go, you know, hang out with my sister, my brother or my cousin or whatever, just like once a week, pick a day every Sunday or something, you go and either hang out with friends or, you know, you have a little plan, something that you can do. I think that would be really helpful for you. Um, But again, do things on your own terms. And something I will say is like, I think going, I think we don't realize how helpful it is to even just like go out and like go for a walk. Like sometimes I have to push myself to go for a walk and then I feel so much better, significantly better. And it could just be like the tiniest things that all help a little bit push things through or put you in a better mood, like kind of elevate, elevate your spirit a little bit. So just do as many little things as possible, whether it's going for a walk, um, you know, going to get a coffee, any little thing, those things matter a lot too. Um, oh, oh no. Oh no. My, okay. That beeping you definitely hear. Hold on one second. Okay, guys, sorry about that. I, my um, washing machine was just beeping. And if I don't go and like open the thing, it's just going to beep every two minutes for the rest of my life. So um, I, I also am getting a bunch of emails about my eye. So thank you guys for that. Um, and like just some recommendations on what to do with my eye. I I'm pretty sure I'll give you guys an update next week, but I'm pretty sure it's on its way out. And and I really hope so. We also have our baby girls and boys over at Lumi. Make sure you don't smell like trash when the weather gets hot. Okay. And that's in the script. Make sure you don't smell like trash when the weather gets hot. Lumi deodorant will ensure that your armpits, privates, feet, and more smell incredible in every season. Created by an OBGYN, Lumi is an aluminum-free, um, skin-safe, and clinically proven to control odors for up to 72 hours with best-selling scents like lavender sage, clean tangerine, and brand new addition of mint cucumber. There are so many ways to smell amazing. You guys, this stuff really does smell delicious. My favorite personally is the toasted coconut, but they had also sent over the lavender sage, um, And I really, really like it. I love that they have wipes. I love that it's just like you just have some wipes in your purse just in case because you got to smell fresh. So Lumi is the first whole body deodorant. So no matter where you have odor, it's safe to use Lumi. Their starter pack comes with a solid stick deodorant, creep tube deodorant, two free products of your choice and free shipping. Now that's a great deal. As a special offer to all the girlies, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code secret at lumideodorant.com. That's over 40% off your starter pack when you visit lumideodorant.com and use code secret. So this one says, so embarrassing. (laughs) Hi, Carly and the Kitty Cat Club. I've been listening to the potty for a couple months and it's been such a bright spot in my week. Oh, thank you so much. 
I listen while walking my dog and I'm pretty sure my neighbors think I'm an absolute nut because I just walk around the neighborhood laughing to myself and smiling like an absolute lunatic. It's perfect because my goal is to be one of those weirdo San Francisco eccentrics that people make up urban legends about when I'm old and frail and walking around in wacky outfits. So thank you for your service as an elder millennial, not an elder millennial, an elder millennial. I don't have much interpersonal drama to write in about. Not sure if it's because at this point in my life, I've learned how to surround my, who to surround myself with, or if I'm just so dead inside that nothing really matters or bothers me. Anywho, uh, the other day I thought about something that's so embarrassing and I haven't been able to stop thinking about it. It is so embarrassing to name your kids like, oh, wow, that's the name you thought was the most beautiful name on the planet. (laughs) That one really, that's the name you chose and you want to send a person into the world with. And that's what you think, that's what you want people to think what you are. It's so vulnerable and truly embarrassing. So embarrassing. There are so many reasons why I don't want to have kids, but this might be in the top five. (laughs) Having that be a reason why you don't want to have kids is hysterical. Side note for all the girlies that write in about not feeling, uh, I'm sorry, write in about feeling behind and not being partnered or having kids when all of their friends seem to be don't trip. I've had the best relationships and sex in my thirties. The more you know about yourself and get to know and meet people and explore different things, the more satisfying everything is. It can be really fun. Plus you get to spend all of your money on yourself a thousand percent. Oh my God. Is this your dog? That your dog is such a cutie pie. Why is it smiling at me? Uh, a thousand percent. I agree with you, girl, especially the money part. I, anything I buy, I go, well, I don't have kids. You know, if I buy something, I'm like, "Mm, I don't have children. That would be my diaper. That would be my diaper stipend for, for the day, for the week, for the month. So it's fine. I don't, I don't have kids. I'm not buying formula. I can buy a pair of shoes, you know? That's how I justify literally everything. And, and my friend will text me like, oh, I feel I'm, I want to buy this thing, but I feel guilty. And like, I don't really want to spend the money and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, girl, you don't have kids. But if she had kids, I would probably say, listen, you have kids. So you deserve a treat because you gave birth. So I'm pretty sure that you can buy a fucking shirt. You know. Anywho. Either way, which way you slice it. Okay. This next one says, oh, hold on. Hold on. Love with a time limit. Okay. Hello, Carly and the adorable fur princes. I want to start off by saying I met you with my sister last time you were in Austin with Jesse May and you were both so sweet. Oh, let me see. There's a picture. Oh, I remember you guys. You guys are twins. one of you just got out of a breakup. I don't know which one of you is reaching out, but I remember one of you just got out, just got, um, through a breakup. Uh, okay. So she says, I've been a fan of the potty since the OG Emma and Chris days. Anyway, I'm writing into because I'm in a situation that I've never been in before. I met a girl who texts all of my boxes, but there's just one thing about her. She has cancer without giving too much away. She has cancer in multiple areas. Some of the areas are too dangerous to just cut the cells out. She told me that she's tried to get rid of some of the cancerous areas with surgery, but it just grew back. She told me that she gets scans routinely and has to keep an eye on it. And she's on and off chemotherapy. And 
all of this on the first date I was taken aback by. I asked her just how serious it was. And she said that the doctors have given her tentatively about 20 something years to live. She's in her thirties. So you could do the math. This is now a chronic condition for her. My question is, should I continue to pursue this? Um, knowing that she's sick and has a time limit on her life. I know it's selfish, but I can't help being scared that I will be left with no partner later on in life. I keep telling myself that on the other side of things, it's uncertain and nobody really knows when it's their time. So it's dumb to cut her off just because of this. We've only been on two dates and I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I also don't want either of us to get too attached before I can make my decision on whether or not to pursue this. I should mention she's currently on chemotherapy on our second date. She was very tired and didn't feel well. I'm trying not to get scared off and still give her a fair chance. I would love any advice that you can give. Um, <laughs> then she says, love a confused gay girl in Texas. So, all right. So first thing, it's pretty early on. Um, you guys have only hung out a couple times, but I understand where you're coming from. I personally, for me, it wouldn't stop me from pursuing something because like you said, we don't know when we're going to go. And I've thought about it many times of like, if I knew how long I had, if, if somebody said like, this is when you're going to go, I would go, okay, what, what would change about my life? If I had two years, five years, I wouldn't go like, okay, I want to go climb Mount Everest, right? Because why start exercising now? First of all, second of all, I don't want to hike it like, okay, cool. Like I'm going to die. Let me just go start doing cardio. It's not happening sisters. But I think what I would do differently or what I would do if I knew would be to spend as much time with people that I love as much as I possibly can and tell them how much I love them, right? Maybe go on a couple all-inclusive trips or a cruise or something while I'm at it. You know, maybe maybe take all the girlies out to, to Ibiza or something of that nature. But for the most part, I would just be as open and loving as possible and try and have the, the happiest life I possibly can, Right? And that's a lot easier than climbing Mount Everest. But anywho, I don't think it would deter me because like you said, she, you know, we could, I could walk outside right now and get eaten by a shark. You know, I could choke on a soup dumpling from Trader Joe's, which is probably how I'm going to go out in the first place. Cause I swallow those things whole. I love them so much. And you girls know that, but if it's not some, I mean, I don't know. Also 20 years, like. I understand where you're coming from, but 20 years is like a long time. And who knows? Maybe, maybe, you know, things happen. Maybe it'll be way more than that. I would just take it day by day. And if you really have true feelings for the person, I think it makes perfect sense to continue it. I don't think it's a deal breaker, at least for me, at least for me. So let's see. This next one says, oh, Jesus, business hours. Hey, cars. <laughs> My fiance just told me not to send him any dirty pictures between 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. while he's on a business trip. I thought it was the funniest and dumbest thing I ever heard from a straight man. The thing about me is I'm going to be a freak, not me embarrassing my man every second of the day. Anyway, kiss you right on the lips. <laughs> Girl, not him in a in a meeting doing a PowerPoint presentation and showing and showing your butt cheeks on his Apple Watch. 
That is so damn funny. The fact he had to alert you is great. He said, that's my girl. Okay, this next one says... <laughs> it says Fartgate. Life update. Hey, Carly, I know you remember me. You're San Diego girly, Brianna. Uh, I called into the Spotify live about farting in bed with a superstar, LOL. Anyway, I'm writing in about a recent life update. And because I'm in dire need of some of your phenomenal advice, basically, I just broke things off with a guy after being together for almost two years. My heart is really heavy because I have so much love for him. But simply put, he isn't the right man for me and I'm not the right girly for him. We're currently not on speaking terms. I broke things off and temporarily blocked him for reasons that I could take a whole episode of the potty about. But I do hope to have a combo with him and restore some type of amicability, which I've never done after a breakup. All of my exes are dead to me. LOL. <laughs> I'm a cold-blooded Gemini, but this man heart, this man's heart is the purest I've ever known. And I really don't want us to write each other off forever. So my questions are number one, how do you maintain a friendship with an ex? And number two, once I'm ready to get back out into the dating scene, how the hell do you date multiple guys at once? Oh, it's so easy. I'm such a tunnel vision girly. And even if I do find myself talking to multiple guys at once, I end up putting all my eggs in one basket and it just never ends up well. Also, why is sleeping so embarrassing? Like you start dozing off during a movie or, <laughs> or in the car or whatever the hell you're doing. And the moment you realize someone just knows that you've slipped into oblivion of dreamland, this wave of humiliation just overcomes your peace and you feel like you just got caught shitting your pants or something. I'm extremely an ugly sleeper. Mouth open, eyes open. Girl, me too. Mouth open, eyes open, drooling, snoring, and apparently farting. So maybe it's just me that gets so embarrassed every time I look at this picture. I remember why no one wants to marry me. Let me see. Girl. <laughs> also, she's sleeping on a plane in this picture with her mouth open, sitting straight up. She didn't even. You want to know what's embarrassing about this? You weren't even in the air long enough for you to recline your seat. Like you're sitting straight up 90 degree angle and you're just sitting there with your mouth open. It's so funny because um, this happened to me when I was going to, I forget where I was going with my ex. We were like traveling together and he took pictures of me sleeping on the plane. And I was like hunched over mouth gaping open. I'm going to text him and see if he uh, still has the pictures. I'm sure he does. Um, but yeah, no, sleeping is totally embarrassing. It's like, okay, cool. I'm not in control of my own body. What it, like ugh, kind of freaky, huh? But okay. So number one, her, her number one question was, how do you maintain a friendship with an ex? So I think that is something that's pretty nuanced. It, it, de it depends on the two people involved. Like every scenario is different. I have pretty good relationships with a good amount of people that I've dated and I think something that's important is taking the time apart long enough so that you're both healed and moved on because I've done it in a way before where it's like you break up, you give yourself a little bit of time and then you meet up before you're both really past it and, and like healed from it, which can take a long time too. But like you end up like talking and then you find out they like are dating someone or they're talking to someone and they're just, it's just too emotional for me. So I think waiting for the right amount of time where you feel like you're in a good place and you're healed or you're in the process of healing and you're kind of moved on already. I think that's a good time to 
kind of, you know, if you want to meet up and chat or whatever, go for a coffee or something. Um, I think that makes the most sense because otherwise it's too, the line of relationship and friends kind of gets blurred if you start hanging out as friends right after your relationship, if that makes any sense. Like, it's hard to have that boundary of like, okay, cool. Like we lived together and you were my boyfriend three days ago. And now we're just like not fucking holding hands when we go to damn Starbucks. What the hell? So time is your friend in that. And I think it's pretty easy for the most part to be friends with an ex. Um, As long as there's no like animosity towards each other or any romantic feelings there anymore. I think it's actually a really nice thing. Um, I didn't think this when I was younger, but as an adult, I'm like, it's nice to have a friendship with somebody that knows you on that level that, you know, they, they get it. They know you in a different way than anybody else does. And you've been open with them. And it feels sometimes like a waste to just like throw that away. Um, but again, I've never had like, I haven't had many like horrendous breakups, you know? So that could be why. And then, and then a lot of guys that I've dated that I wouldn't even consider like real relationships, but a lot of guys that I dated literally want me to rot in hell. So I, I don't know, but I think it's, it's okay. And then, okay. Then, um, number two is once I'm ready to get back into the dating scene, how do you date multiple guys at once? So I think this is something that almost comes naturally because you're going to, when you start dating again, you're going to like go on a few dates and you're going to go, oh, you know, like I'm all set because people are clowning on you. People are being flaky. People are being lackadaisical. You know, it's always something, right? So I think it's helpful to talk to other people because it's just like, Listen, if, if I can't, if, if I'm not with a guy that's giving me a hundred percent, I'm going to be with 10 guys that are giving me 10%, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, hundred. Yes. The math is right. Bitch. <laughs> I'm like, let me fucking do this math wrong. And then have a million emails. Ha ha ha. You idiot. You did the math wrong. No, 10, 10%, 10 people at 10%. Okay. It goes by percentages with me. But I can't judge you because guess what? I've done it too. I've put, I've put a lot of energy into people that aren't giving me anything in return. And that's something that, again, you learn from the mistakes you make. By the way, you guys, I'm not drinking a special drink today. I'm just drinking water, skinny. Skinny as hell. Um, let's see. Oh, okay. This one says dog walking lawyer response. And this is, I'm sure in reference to last week's episode, she says, he sounds like such a fucking prick. Dump him. Goodbye. LOL. Sorry. I didn't even finish the pod, but he sounds just like a narcissistic lawyer ex with whom I still need to write in about. And this email just set me off. She says, listen, girly, don't let him 
make you sweat anymore. You were cool about it at first. And then you finally express yourself. He responds by telling you not to come to a concert with him. I'm sorry. What if he wants to entertain this broad, let him, you can do better. Um, with someone who actually takes your feelings into account and just doesn't fucking gaslight you like your Sylvia Plath. Trust me, just trust me. Love you, Carly, and all the secret keepers and our fur babies. Sorry for all the F bombs, but I just don't give a shit. Fuck all of these kinds of men. <laughs> see, and that's in reference to even the last email where I'm like, girl, you'll see. You'll see how it's so easy to date 10 people at a time. Because <laughs> it's giving nothing. I do want an update to my girly that um, wrote in last week about the neighbor, the guy who was flirting with his neighbor. The, the weirdest part about that email was that he hung up a collage on his door. That's something that really stuck with me and probably will for quite some time. Like, what do you mean a collage? Like photos? Please. Sorry, I had to hit the vape after that. Let's see. Um, more sty emails. Jeez Louise. Let's see. This one says, should I leave my husband? Hi, Carly and the charming princess. I've been a fan of the potty for two years and you accompanied me through a lot of ups and downs in life. Oh, thank you so much. Whenever I feel sad or lonely, you always have a way of making me laugh and feeling like everything is okay. Love you and your existence. Oh, thank you. I've wanted to write in a few times, but never felt like it was the right time. But now I really need your help. I'm going to try and keep this short. I've been married to my husband for about six years and I moved from the U.S. to Europe for him. And now we live in Amsterdam. It was really hard leaving my family and friends, but I've gotten used to it and fell in love with life in Europe. When we met, I felt like we were a perfect match. He's really a nice guy and we like a lot of the same things, but over the years, the romantic love I had for him faded, mostly because communication issues and bottled up grudges that were never resolved. We, while we still get along super well on most days, I just don't feel like I'm in love with him anymore. Instead, we're just pretty much good roommates and good friends that live together. Like to a point where I don't feel much during sex. It's kind of just like going through the motions. And when I feel, when I think about our future together, I don't get very excited. I've wanted to leave for a while, but never felt like I had the right reason to, since everything is mostly fine, but that's all they are is just fine. I feel like something is missing, but I can't name it. I feel bad for breaking up with him because I don't, just because I don't feel something, something I can't even pinpoint. I just feel stuck and I want to break free but I'd be throwing away what we had together and maybe something nice in the future. I don't know. I'm so scared about making the wrong decision and the unknown. What if I'm wrong and just need to be content with what I have, or is it reasonable to break up with someone when nothing is technically wrong, but I just don't feel it anymore. Sorry. This is so freaking long. I'm just so confused and sad and I value your opinion so much. I just want your take kiss you right on the lips. Um, kiss you right on the lips. P.S. I'm so grateful as well for the potty and the girlies who have shit crap in stories. They not only make me laugh so hard, I pee a little, but they also taught me to never trust a fart, which I'm pretty sure has saved me from any potential shit crap. <laughs> yes, I'm very grateful for them too, honestly. So, okay, this is one I'm, I'm calling in on the girlies. If you've been in a similar situation, do let us know and write in about how you were feeling, what choice you made. Um, and how it ended up for you. So if it's me, right. And like, you're my bestie and you're going through this and I'm going to give you advice. Of course, I can't tell you what to do, but I just think sometimes these complicated, first of all, wh why it's so complicated is because like you're saying nothing major happened. Nobody cheated. There was no, it's just kind of 
like you're not feeling like you're in love with him anymore. So that makes you feel crazy. I've been in relationships before like that, where I'm like, I don't know what it is, but I know this just isn't it. And it's heartbreaking because you're like, I'm going to hurt someone and I can't even give them a reason why, but sometimes it's just that simple feelings change and, and things change and you spend, you know, years with someone and you just kind of maybe like know it for a while. And then you kind of just have to face it. So I think it's interesting. It's a, it's a unique situation to be in. And if it were me, like sometimes these complex situations are really the answer for me is the most simple. Like if you take all of the little things out of it, it's for me, wouldn't you rather just be happy? Like, even if like, and I'm not even saying like, oh, you can be happy with someone else. Like, and you know, you can start dating and go meet someone else. That's not even like what I would focus on right away. It would be just like, I think if you were to move on from this and end things or separate for a little bit, maybe separate for a little bit and see how you feel. But I think it might be one of these instances where you immediately feel like a weight is lifted off your shoulder. Um, And I understand also, you know, the feeling of being suffocated in a relationship, like, and feeling like you just want to be free is something that I very, very much relate to. So I get where you're coming from. And I'm sure it's, it's devastating to you to have to make this decision, but I would probably start it off by expressing to him how I feel and and saying like, maybe we should split up for a little bit and see what happens and, and see if we're happier kind of apart. You can't stress too much about like, I'm just nervous about the unknown. The unknown is such a scary thing for all of us. You know, it's everybody has that little fear, but the unknown can also be really exciting. And maybe that's like a step that you need to take. And maybe like, you guys can separate, you can get your own place and, you know, say like, give it six months, a year, whatever, and see how you feel and see how he feels too. Maybe it's just something that a a conversation between the two of you can, you know, you know, help you get in the right direction because maybe he can give you more of what you need too. Like if you express this to him, maybe he can find things that, or, or fix things that he's been doing that have been making you feel this way. But at the end of the day, I think it's so important for everyone to just be happy and do what makes them happy. And if, if you feel like it's going to make you happy, I think you should do it. Um, even though it's a, it's a tough thing to explain. Um, let's see. (laughs) Going from email to email sometimes is kind of <laughs> difficult on this podcast because the emails that we get are so drastically different. Uh, okay, this one's, again, no subject, which is always a little alarming to me. Hey, Carly, my 13th reason why happened last week and I have to share it with all my girlies. Background info, I have... <laughs> I have literally had a hemorrhoid for like way too long, what seems to be my whole life. I've been talking to and hanging out with the hottest guy in the world. Okay. Where's the picture of the hottest guy in the world? 
you guys always do this to me where you're like, oh, I'm dating this guy that's so hot. Show me him. Okay. The girls are horny. The, the girlies are horny out here. How did you meet him? What does he look like? What type of, come on. You girls know me better than that. And even when you're like, oh, my husband's hot, like fucking show me your husband. What the hell? All right. Sorry about that. I, I just kind of lost it for a second there. So she's with this hot guy and she has a hemorrhoid. Okay. Last weekend, we finally hooked up and tell me why he pushed my hemorrhoid <laughs> in with his finger. BRB enrolling in the witness protection program. And then that's the end of the email. Girl, what the fuck happened? Did he know that's what it was? Did he say something? Were you guys laughing? Were you guys being silly? What did he not realize what he was doing? Okay, we need so much more information and a photo attached to the next follow up. Okay, I'm expecting that. I need that on my desk by next Sunday at about noon. <laughs> I really can't with you guys sometimes. Whenever we need more uh, info. Okay. So this one says, newly single, need the girlies advice, dash, F you, need more advice. What the hell does F you mean? You mean F me? She says, hey, girly, so I took your advice and I'm so happy that I did. So I need some more. We've been seeing each other. Oh, F you means follow up. Bitch, I didn't realize. I was like, wait, I didn't do anything. <laughs> Hold on. Let's see. Hold on. She attached her last email. So this is, so this is, uh, I, I got to recap it. Okay. I'm like, what the hell is F you? Okay. I'm an idiot. Sorry. I had to take a sip of my 64 ounce stainless steel water bottle and it weighs about 14 pounds. So woo, here we go. So the last email, and this is from February, 2023. She says, I need some help on dating and a current relationship. A few days before Christmas, my long-term boyfriend of 17 years broke up. I was devastated, but I'm definitely on the men seeing the brighter side of life. Uh, my BFF got me talking to this really hot guy about a month ago, and we've been hooking up and going out, cooking me breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I have freaking toothbrush there, and I find myself catching feelings. Can I ask if he's talking or, or looking to talk to other people? Okay, I remember this email. Um, like, what the fuck are we doing? Is this just what single people do? I don't know, girl. It's so hard. And let's see. Okay. So that was the last email. The girls remember. I remember. She says, I took your advice. I'm happy that I did. So I need some more. We've been seeing each other and having a great time until this week. I left for a week long vacation yesterday and the week leading up to it was kind of dry for us, which is very unusual. Didn't talk a whole lot. And when we did, it was very dry. Usually there's flirting, dirty talk, etc. He even left me undelivered, ooh, which has never been done. And we didn't even see each other before I left, which was such a bummer. So I was feeling a little weird about it and messaged him and said, hey, it feels like this week was a little off. Not sure if I'm overthinking it. And it kind of snowballed and it ended with him saying that he's unsure if he wanted to keep doing this. And when I said, I guess that's all the answer I need, he was just like, my head is spiraling after all this. And I'm a little confused. Why the fuck are people so confused? What is confusing? Do you want to be with me or not? Circle one, yes or no? Because guess what? I don't have time. The weather is breaking and I'm about to be out with the girlies. 
Okay, we're a bunch of feral cats walking down the street, going to the bars. So spare me the confusion. You're being confusing. Anywho, I digress. So he said, I'm just a little confused. So the last thing I said was, I guess you got some time to get your thoughts together because I won't be home for a week. I'm really bummed about it. But also, as my girly says, if he's not sure, it's a no. I'm going to have to talk to him at least once more if he doesn't reach out because I do have the keys to his house, LOL. But other than that, do I just let it go? Yes, just let it go. If someone's unsure, like, then I'm sure that they're an asshole and that they never deserved me in the first place. I mean, truly. How hard is it? And and to me, it's like if someone doesn't love if someone doesn't love me or like me, it's like, OK, well, you just showed me that you have bad judgment. And how can I how can I respect somebody that has such bad judgment? Honestly. Listen, everybody has a, you know, whatever. And that's not even me being conceited, but that's me going like, OK. Uh, just fucking spare me. Spare me. I don't care. See if I care. Anywho, you guys, there is no fuck Mary kills this week. Let's see if there's a. Let's see if there's another email. Oh, God. Oh, God. Okay, one more. This one says 911 fart emergency. This has the (laughs) this fucking podcast. Hi, Carly and the royal subjects, Robert and Stanley. SOS, this is an emergency. My cutie boyfriend, send me a picture of him. My cutie boyfriend planned a little surprise getaway for us this weekend, and it's been so much fun. I'm currently in my hotel room bed, laying down next to him while he sleeps. We've only been together for two months, but we've known each other for a few years, and I'm mortified because I woke myself up in the middle of the night from a fart that came from my body. Okay, that happens. That happens to me. You guys remember. I immediately heard my boyfriend laugh, but I was facing away from him. So I didn't see (laughs) that the fart woke me up and I just pretended to stay asleep. Then I look at my phone this morning and see this text. Um, Let's see. Oh my God. Marry him. He texted her at 2.36 a.m. He said, 2.36 a.m. You farted two times and it was adorable. 4.223. Not him giving you the date and time. She said, wasn't me. That must've been my evil twin. She says, I'm mortified. He was, he mentioned me farting once before in my sleeve. And I again was like, no, that wasn't me when obviously it was not me gaslighting the fuck out of the sweet little baby angel man. But I'm like you Carly. And I refuse to admit whenever I go number two in the bathroom or that I fart, I would rather die than use the bathroom (laughs) to go number two near my boyfriend. Oh my God. So what have you been doing? You've been going to the lobby or something in the hotel. When we're at his apartment, his room is right next to the bathroom and you can hear anything going on on inside the bathroom from any part of his apartment. So I've never been able to go number two there. And trust me, I've considered being like I have to shower and going number two when the shower runs. But he always wants to shower with me. Okay, we get it. You guys are fucking. We get it. You and your hot boyfriend are fucking all the time. Like, girl, please. She says, I feel like I've been backed up for about two months and now my body is rebelling against me. Meanwhile, I literally just farted. Meanwhile, he literally just farted in his sleep while I'm writing this, but he's a boy and can get away with it. P.S. Love you forever. I also had a stomach bug last week and was doing laundry and sharded. 
and stood in shock for about five minutes. I couldn't believe that I just shot myself. It came out of nowhere. So again, betrayed by my own body. How do I ever trust myself again? Girl, it's so true. Me and my bestie always talk about this. Like, I really don't want to be in a relationship or ever sleep with a man because like, let me just have my own private time. And I can't trust my own body when I sleep because again, I'm not in control of it. So if something happens, guess what? You better pretend it didn't happen or you better break up with me because I don't ever want to look you in the eyes again. That that gives me the ick. If you're around, if I accidentally fart in my sleep, I got the ick and I can't be with you anymore. But I am happy for you that you have this like hot guy that like thinks it's cute when you fart in your sleep. Like I'm happy for my girls. We love to see a girl boss winning. So anywho, you guys, I love you. I hope you have a great week. Great Westy, great Westy a week. <laughs> okay. It's giving Elmer Fudd. And I hope that I want everybody to send positive vibes to my eye. And you guys can send in questions and emails and comments to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. And we'll see you next week. Bye.